Okay, so I haven't done this for a while, but I'm going to do an episode of the Daily Bible Reading Show. And the reason I'm doing this is because of practice, I guess. I'm meant to lead this workshop this afternoon on Bible application. You know how you give a talk and you explain the Bible, but then you have to apply it to the people. So this is how you then live it out, or this is what God is saying into that situation in your life. Uh, I'm really bad at that. And what's more, I haven't done this daily Bible reading show for a while, at least in this format. So I thought what I would do is I'll look at today's passage and try to think, you know, how do I apply this? How do I apply this to myself, to the people I'm speaking to or leading this Bible study for? And so uh, the passage for today, uh, it's Mark chapter 4, and it's the parable of the sower. So this is Mark chapter 4. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. Now, what I usually do, um, before I even get to application is illustration, I try to get people to see what's in the text and not just think about their situation, but to think about the situation that's there in the Bible. So Jesus is teaching, and for some reason, it's very important for us to know that it's by the lake. So imagine um, water, and for some reason, Jesus is using that as the location of his Bible study. The crowd that gathered around him was so large, lots of people, that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. So again, the mention of the lake, Jesus sitting on a boat in the middle of the lake. And you can imagine on the shore, crowds of people, like an auditorium, except that instead of a stage, you have water. <laughs> And instead of a podium, Jesus is on a boat and Jesus is speaking out to everyone who's looking at him, listening to him from the shoreline at the lake. And he says there, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables, by parables. And I think that's like the main theme of this whole chapter, not least, you know, this particular passage, the parable of the sower, but he's telling them this kind of like a story. And instead of just telling, oh, you should do this. So this is what God is saying. He's telling them a story about a farmer. And from this story, he's applying it to their lives. And he says to them, listen, listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. So this farmer, the way that he's doing his farming, <laughs> it's not like gardening whereby you have the pots of plants and then you start growing them, you start watering them. No, he's just throwing the seed, throwing the seed. And already, I, I, I probably want to press this picture of this farmer doing this. Because, you know, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it might not be a crowd of people, but there are a bunch of people in this room, uh, in this workshop, and I'm leaving this afternoon. And all I'm doing is just scattering the same seed to everyone. But in this first instance, something is keeping them from receiving the seed. It says there, the birds came and ate it up. So, these birds, what are they? We'll find out later on, verse four. Uh, sorry, verse five. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. So already we're getting different situations 
the soil is very shallow because there's rock underneath but for some reason it causes it to spring up very quickly it looks like there is growth it looks like the seed is what's the term for it it's growing it's it's germinating there's there's life but maybe it's not real life because it says uh, verse 6 but when the sun came up very hot and uh, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root and he died verse 7 other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain and so there is seed but there are also these weeds or these thorns and they're competing with one another and this thorns kind of like choke the seed <laughs> so it's losing out to this other plant that's growing on the same soil verse 8 still other seed this is seed number four uh, fell on good soil it came up and grew and produced a crop multiplying 30 60 even a hundred times so imagine one seed becoming 100 seeds <laughs> You know, this is productivity. Imagine, you know, one pound becoming 100 pounds. You know, wow, you know, what, what kind of investor are you? Well, this is a kind of farming technique that results in lots and lots of farm plants growth, life. <laughs> and, and, you know, just, just there, you know, we have four different types of plants, but one seed. And that's the point, you know, the farmer, he's just doing this, scatter, scatter, scatter. Yeah, and see scattering on this kind of soil and there's this kind of reaction but they're scattering on this kind of soil and suddenly there's growth <laughs> and we're meant to see that Jesus is almost giving us a picture of what he's doing right now so for some reason you know Jesus speaking the word underwater to the crowds is like this farmer sowing the seed scattering the seed onto the soil and there's meant to be a picture of one thing picturing the other thing you know, what, what does it say? What does it say about Jesus, you know, as a farmer? What does it say about the people who are all gathering for Jesus? It, you know, it, it probably is quite impressive to think that you're the kind of person that would draw lots and lots of crowds, you know, being a pastor of a large church, or, you know, not even that, you know, have a YouTube channel if like lots of people come and listen and watch your YouTube channel click like 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 oh wow you know that's amazing but Jesus is almost saying you almost have to see that there are different kinds of hearers different kinds of responses even though you might be doing the same thing there might be different contexts in which different people might respond in different ways there are different soils to the same seed so verse 9 then Jesus said he who has ears let him hear and that kind of rounds it up because you remember jesus starts by saying hey listen and then he ends by saying hey really listen so the important thing about jesus teaching is not how he teaches but how we listen to how he speaks to us his teaching verse 10 when he was alone the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables now plural not just this parable but there's something about this parable that's a pattern for all the other parables, all the other stories that Jesus is telling that his close friends ask him about. So earlier on, he was with everyone else and he was telling him about parables, but now his buddies come to him and say, hey, can you tell us the secret? Now, why is it that you're telling them all these stories? You don't seem to talk to us like this. So can you tell us the, the, the secret, the reason why you're speaking to them in that way, 
but to us in a different way. The twelve, meaning his twelve closest friends, his twelve disciples, symbolic again about the, you know, the the the, the twelve tribes of Israel. You know, Moses speaking to the twelve tribes, creating this new community. I, I know this is kind of like a tangent, but Jesus is almost creating this new community through this word, this new church, even this new covenant people of God, defined not by your your parentage, that you're Jewish, you're related to Abraham, but by Jesus's word. If you gather around His word, you're God's people, Jesus's people. So what does He say? Verse eleven. Sorry, that was that was that was kind of a tangent. Maybe I shouldn't mention. Verse 11, Jesus responds to his buddies. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything is said in parables. So that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. And whoa, that's, that, that, that's kind of worrying again. And so it's worth pausing here again. Is it, why is it that Jesus... Is speaking these parables is actually a negative reason. It's so that if they hear, they might not really hear. If they see, they might not really, really see. Because if they did see, they did hear, they might actually repent, turn towards God, and God would forgive them. And say, what, what, whoa, you know, what's there's something wrong with that? <laughs> because doesn't Jesus want all of them to turn to him? Doesn't want all of them to see? Jesus seems to say, maybe not. Maybe there's a way in which Jesus is speech and parables and teaching has a kind of filtering effect between those who really, really want to listen and those who kind of like listen but don't quite want to take it in. Those who see but those who don't really want to see. And Jesus' word itself reveals the kind of hearers, the kind of listeners, the kind of responders we are. Again, different kinds of soil, same kind of teaching, same Jesus speaking to them all. Let's finish up verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? So earlier he was talking about them not understanding, but he says, Hey, what about you guys? And you, it might be almost right to say to us, you know, Do you get it? Do you understand why Jesus is telling parables? Before looking at the answer, you know, maybe asking people, you know, what, 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 what do you think? Why is it that Jesus speaks in this way to his people? Do you? speak in this way, with this kind of intention, with this kind of purpose, when you preach, lead a Bible study, you know, lead a Sunday school, you know, is it with this kind of purpose of almost filtering out the kind of hearers who really turn and trust in Jesus? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. You know, Satan keeps you from hearing the word. Even before it even reaches your ears, Satan takes away that opportunity. God say distracts you. He wants to take away. And this is important. This. This is so important for Satan to snatch away from your arms that he'll do everything he can to keep you from this Bible study, from this talk, from this video, from this church meeting that he will snatch it away like a bird snatching away the seed. And that that, that, that happens. Uh, Others, um, like seeds sown on rocky places, they hear the word at once and receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short 
time. So it's talking about timing, you know, quick responses, you know, joyful responses. But if it is too quick, if it is too short, it can be dangerous. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. That kind of worries me. That kind of worries me because, you know, sometimes you want that response. You know, you tell that story that might be funny. You want people to laugh at it immediately. You, or you call for that the response and you want people to go, Yes, I want to believe in Jesus. Ah! And Jesus is saying, you know, why do you want that quick response? Do you want that quick response? Do you want people to get it? Do you want people to go immediately? And Jesus says, you know, a quick response can result in a quick falling away, you know, persecution, trouble. When it comes to test that response, it shows that maybe it didn't have that, you know, what Jesus called that root, that kind of deep understanding, that kind of deep response that God really wants in our hearts to his word. Verse 18, still others like seed among thorns, they hear the word, but the worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things, they come in and they, they choke the word, making it unfruitful. So again, this competition. So earlier on, you know, there's, there's the, there, there's, well, we're talking about there are thorns, uh, sorry, trouble and persecution. But this is talking about something more subtle than that. It's not just bam, you know, some kind of big incident like an illness. No, this is something that happens every day. You know, every day you're worried about something. Every day you're, you're stressed about something and somehow this kind of slow kind of worry and wearing away of you causes you to be choked by the word. After a while it strangles away this joy that you once had. It's interesting it mentions wealth and desires and life. So it's not talking necessarily about bad things but things that you think about and you're concerned about every single every single day. You know, it's Chinese New Year. You know, talking about wealth and life and prosperity and blessing cannot always be a positive thing because we are worried. Hey, am I not prospering this year? You know, am I not huating this year? Sorry, this is so much out of context. And you know, unless you're Malaysian, you wouldn't understand what huat is. But the idea is um, something that that your heart is latched onto and it's latched onto more than maybe even God's word. It's talking about desires. It's talking about this kind of thing that almost defines what makes you happy in a day. I mean, it's not God's word. You know, that thing, no matter how good it is, life, again, you know, wealth, not necessarily a bad thing, but it can lead you away from the ultimate thing, from God himself. It says, well, it does, it, it chokes you, but it also makes you unfruitful. And I think, Ultimately, this is what it's talking about. It's talking about this thing called productivity or prosperity or life and this kind of change that's meant to happen inside of you as you respond to this word. But it's a kind of change that is almost bigger than you are. You know, a fruitful tree is a tree that produces other trees. You know, it produces fruit so that it grows other trees. And what happens then is not just that you become a good Christian or you become a good person, but that you're almost ineffective in helping other people come to Christ as well. And I think that's that the sense of this growth, you know, of this farming, of this picture of the seed. You know, that the seed doesn't just stay one seed, but it grows into a tree and grows into many trees and grows into this farm. 
And hence brings us to the last last uh, soil, verse 20, others like seeds sown on good soil. Good. And I think here the soil is a parable for the heart, for the life that receives the seed that comes in. And if it's good, it's not that you're a good person, but you're receptive. You're humble in receiving it, and it causes this change. What happens? They hear the word, they accept it, and then they produce a crop. Let's, let's break it down. They hear it. They're listening to it. And then they accept it. You know, it's not just hearing, but, but trusting in this word. And then it produces a crop. You're speaking this word out to others. And I think if you wanted to land on just one verse, it's this last verse, you know, hearing, accepting, speaking out. It's this hearing, you know, just, 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 just exposing yourself to as much of the word as possible. Accepting it, this is where you're applying it to yourself. That's what the workshop this afternoon is about, is how you're applying it and bringing it in in such a way that it does have this impact. But then finally, producing a crop, maybe speaking this word to others. You know, application doesn't just have to do with my life, my repentance, my fruitfulness, but maybe it might have more to do with others, helping others see how precious this word is, speaking in such a way that they might hear it in a way that they might receive it as well and trust it in as well, producing this crop in the lives of others. And he mentions 30, 60, even 100 times that was sown. So more than just you, but also, you know, different people, different levels of effectiveness, 30, some 60, some 100, some have more, some have less. But whatever it is, it's bigger than you are. And I think if I were to bring it home, this idea of application, at least according just to this parable, it's not just applying to my life or even in the lives of others but it's helping others to produce that application in still others, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, this is a word that is scattered to us so that we might scatter it to others. You know, Jesus calls himself a seed in John chapter 12 or something. <laughs> he says, unless a seed falls to the ground, a grain falls to the ground, and unless it dies, you will remain just one seed. But if it does die, it produces many seeds. And there Jesus is talking about the cross. You know, we come to the cross and we see a dead seed. But through this dead seed, it produces life and many other seeds. You know, the thing about a seed is that it's small. The thing about a seed is that you can't really see the end result. But what you see is just a seed. And the thing about Jesus, about this word, about this kind of thing that we do called Bible study or Bible preaching or Sunday school, is that it might look very, very unimpressive. You might not have crowds coming to you, but as long as you have this seed, as long as you're applying it and scattering it, as long as you keep doing this in a faithful way, God will bring about the growth. So yeah, okay, that, that's just my first reflection. Sorry about the noise. I'm actually making some dinner in the background. I'm going to have that right now. And then I'm going to go to work. And after that, I'm going to do this workshop in the afternoon. Not sure if this makes sense, but thank you for hanging out with me for, wow, oh, 19 plus minutes already. <laughs> but for what it's worth, this is a daily Bible reading show after a very long hiatus. My first impressions are Mark chapter 4. Well, not first impressions, but kind of like getting used to the idea of doing this again. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to scatter the word. Please make me fruitful. Please help me to be fruitful in speaking to others and helping them to grow in your word and love for it and the productivity of speaking it to others and this faithfulness that comes from hearing and accepting and, 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 and being fruitful in your word. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
little last bit was so <laughs> kind of random. Thank you for listening. Take care and God bless. Bye bye.